Good morning. It's time for Sunday Morning Alive. This is our Sunday morning web service. We look forward uh, to being back in our building that we are leasing for right now, renting for right now, to have our physical congregation all together. Amen. I, I can't wait to, to be together and experience that special presence of God when we assemble in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible said where two or more of you are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Doesn't mean he doesn't live in you and live in me, but when we all get together, there's a special presence and a special manifestation of the presence of God. Amen. That's why the scripture said, one of the reasons it said, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, but much more as you see the day approaching. I believe that Christ is coming soon. I believe that we are in the beginning of sorrows and we'll explain that in future uh, webcast here and, and in future meetings together uh, as we uh, go forward in this this time that we are in right now, this very perilous time. We're going to go forward and not backward. We're going to make progress and not be stymied by fear. These are the last of the last days. Jesus is coming soon. The tribulation is coming uh, 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 very soon, I believe, and that's why I believe Jesus is coming soon. But until He comes, until the moment that He comes for the church, for the rapture, for the secret coming, not the second coming, but the secret coming, call the rapture. Someone said it very clearly the other day, and I believe it. I believe we can biblically substantiate it. There is no sign necessary prophetically of the coming of Christ in the rapture, in the secret coming. There's no sign that needs to be fulfilled. No prophecy needs to be fulfilled for him to come. He could come at any moment. That's why the Bible said, Be ye also ready, for in an hour ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Praise God. Well, I'm ready today. Amen. I've said it before and I said it, uh, I'll say it again this morning to all our congregation, our internet congregation as well. Maranatha should be the watchword of, of of the true body of Christ today. Maranatha, even so come. Lord Jesus, we'll be so glad to see you, and we'll be so glad to get home in heaven forever. Amen. But until he comes, we're told not to be stymied by fear. We're told not to be uh, 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 stagnant in our Christian walk and our life, but to actually occupy until he comes. That, That doesn't mean stay here because we have no place else to go. Amen. Friend of mine, that means to take and hold ground for God until Jesus comes. And I believe it's time that uh, that the devil does some trembling and God's people begin to triumph in Jesus Christ. Well, that's a, that's a whole bunch of other messages. Today is Mother's Day, and we want to, to talk to you today uh, about how God has honored you by revealing something about himself his own essence, his own character, his own person uh, that would be will be as you hear it again, the great 
honor to mothers as we get a great revelation of God today. Amen. So our message today is El Shaddai on this Mother's Day. Now we know that God all throughout scriptures has identified himself with the male gender. It's always he. It's always him. Even the Holy Spirit who many people uh, forget is a person, the third person of the Godhead and never call him it. He is not an it. He is a him. He is a person. He is part and parcel of the Godhead. Amen. And, uh, and, and so as we look at the three persons that make up the one true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if you please, they are one in essence, they are one in in purpose, they are one in union and and communion. They are one. Our God is still one, but he is made up of three persons to make that one. And he's always a he. He's always a him. But this God who is so powerful and so strong and called the Almighty God. I want to talk to you today about his his title of El Shaddai. El Shaddai, a revelation of God's love and a tribute to mothers. And again, mamas, we love you today. My mom is with the Lord. Some of your mothers are with the Lord. But if your mama's here, somehow or another, there's a, a mama According to the internet, that's in a nursing home, and uh, she was just, she has, I don't know, eight or ten kids, and I don't know how many grandkids, and they couldn't go in because of this virus, but they stood outside, camped outside her window, and she'd given up, and, and she was just despondent and depressed, and just ready to go home, I reckon, 101, you're tired anyway, but all her kids <laughs> were out there. I mean, these are grown adults, of course. These are big kids. These are old kids. But they were doing dances and, and singing and waving at her and holding up messages of love to the window. Amen. What a, what a tribute to this 101-year-old in a nursing home that her children would return that love to her. You know, there's a, there's a, a God always. I want to say this as we get into this message. God always always takes the love initiative. The Bible said we love him because he loved us. Amen. We it, it, it is a it is a returning of love to him. It, it's stimulated by his, our love for him really is stimulated by his love for us. We love him because he first loved us us. We've got a commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And yet, He doesn't expect that love in our heart to be expressed in devotion to Him until He stimulates it by loving us unconditionally. Scripture said in the New Testament that God commends His love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died 
for us. That's an amazing statement. In other words, we didn't love him. <laughs> we, we didn't even like him. We didn't even acknowledge him before we came to Christ as our Savior. We were without hope and without God in this present world. But he loved us enough to give his only begotten Son. That's why this title of God... The Almighty God has within it the revelation of the tender and tenacious love wherewith he loves us. You know, the Bible said again, and I'm not going to all the scripture for time's sake except quoting them to you, but I can give them to you if you need them. Uh, just contact us through our website here. But the, the Bible said that fear hath torment, but perfect love casteth out all fear. And it said that God is love. God is love. We've known and believed the love that God has for us because God is love. Now we're talking about a divine God, and therefore we're talking about divine love. We're not talking about love as we may comprehended on a human level, but a love that goes beyond that. The great love wherewith Christ has loved us. Oh, friend of mine, I'm anxious to share this great truth with you today and uh, to give this tribute to mothers before we go very much further today for time's sake. When Jesus looked over Jerusalem, he used a mother hen. Again, a tribute to mothers, a good mother, a faithful mother. There are mothers who forsake their children, but there are mothers who would and do lay down their life for their loved ones. That bond is so strong. That love is so strong. And Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stoned the prophets and killed them that are sent unto you, how many times would I have taken you under my wing as a mother hen does her chicks, but you would not. You wouldn't let me. Oh, friend of mine, I'm so glad that I let God love me. Amen. That he might save me. That I quit running from him. And I ran to him. And anyone that's running from him, that's hearing this broadcast, and you're under conviction. You know why you're under conviction? Because God wants you to run to him. God wants to cover you in that safe place, that security of his love today. Hallelujah. Someone has said the most crucial issue of faith is not God is all-knowing and knows how to do all things. The word that is used theologically is he's omniscient. He's all knowing. God knows how to deliver the righteous, the scripture said. And God is all powerful and can do all things. Omnipotent. He's omniscient and he is all powerful and can do all things. There's nothing impossible with God. Uh, Jeremiah said it so well. Ah, it begins that he's just overwhelmed with how mighty God is. And he says, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens with thine outstretched hand, and there is nothing too hard for thee. 
And then there's God's presence, his uh, omniscience, his all-knowing, his um, omnipotence, he's all-powerful, and he is an ever-present God. Amen. He is with us today, a very present help, the psalmist said, in the time of trouble. That means we don't have to get God's attention today. We have God's attention, and His presence is with His people, just like He promised his omnipresence he's here he's in fact david said as he looked out over the mediterranean he said where can i go from thy spirit where can i go if i take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea thou art there if i make my bed in the grave even there thy hand shall uphold me. In other words, there's nowhere I can go, nowhere I can be, that your presence is not with me. You are omnipresent and omnipotent, and you are all-knowing, omniscient. But rather, here is the real crucial part of faith. We can acknowledge all these truths about God and still not release our faith in God. And listen to something that will trigger the release of our faith today. But rather, God is all-knowing, omniscient. God is and who is all-powerful. This God who is all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful, omnipotent, and, and all-present ever-present, is also all-loving and will do all things for the good of His people. El Shaddai is not only a revelation of God's awesome might and, and His consequent sufficiency, but also of His tender and tenacious love that causes Him to display that awesome power to save, deliver, heal, and care for His creation. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. In Genesis 17 and verse 1, it says, When Abram, or Abraham, was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Almighty. Now the moment I see Almighty, I think of the power of this person, this God that we serve, this all-powerful, almighty, and I'm glad he's the almighty God. But the Hebrew word here is El Shaddai. El means strong. That's where the mighty comes in. But Shaddai is from the root Shad. And it actually pictures a mother nursing her child. Isn't that a tremendous truth today? The next time you see God declaring Himself to be the Almighty, to not just see the power of this person, but see the person who has all this power and knows that He will release it to help you 
when you put your trust in Him and call upon Him. This great love of God is the great foundation for our faith, not just His power. We know He has the power, but will He release that power to help you in the time of need, in the time of trouble? I pray when we're done today preaching that we can say, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, and Jesus loves me, this I know. For Mount Calvary tells me so. Amen. On the cross, Jesus was revealing Almighty God. When He cried cried out in agony and looked like He was helpless, He was actually showing us the mighty power of God's love. It wasn't nails, friend, that held him to that cross, and it wasn't Roman soldiers at the foot of it that kept him from coming off that cross. I want you to know the reason he stayed on the cross is because of the love that he has for you and the love that he has for me, and I'm going to say beyond that, the love that he has he had and has for this fallen world and and all the people in it for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son jesus so loved that he gave his life he gave his life he said no man takes it from me i have the power to lay it down and i have the power see he's always going to be the mighty god but this mighty god is el Shaddai. He's a God of awesome love as well. Mighty love, not just mighty power. I like what Schofield says about this, and I don't agree with every uh, thing that Schofield says. We're a little different on this, that, and the other. Of course, we would be. Uh, But he said this about El Shaddai, the Almighty God. Shaddai, he said the qualifying word Shaddai is formed from the Hebrew word Shad, which means the breast, invariably used in Scripture for a woman's breast. Shaddai, therefore, means primarily the breasted. God is Shaddai because He is the nourisher, the strength giver, and also in a secondary sense, the satisfier, who pours Himself into believing lives as a fretful, unsatisfied babe is not only strengthened and nourished from the mother's breast, but also is quieted, rested, and satisfied. So El Shaddai is that name of God, which sets him forth as the strength giver and the satisfier of his people. Praise God. You see, when God revealed himself as El Shaddai to Abraham, he disclosed both his strength and his tenderness. God used a good mother's love to give us a practical understanding of His divine love for us. Now, that doesn't mean we can grasp it all, but it means we can grasp enough of it to trust that His love will not fail us when we really need Him to deliver us, to heal us, to help us, to protect us, to provide for us. El Shaddai means the Almighty God who will provide because of the tenderness and tenaciousness of His divine love. You see, the hearts of mothers at their best really do mirror the heart of God. 
And because God loves you, dear friend, today, He will not forsake you. Isaiah 49, 14, 15, and 16. Listen to how God speaks unto Israel and to Zion. It says, But but Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. And here's, here's the answer in verse 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget... Yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have craven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. It is said by many uh, scholars uh, of this time frame, of the, when this scripture was written, that soldiers going into battle, Roman soldiers going into battle, and other armies, they couldn't take a picture of their loved ones. So they would actually engrave, they would tattoo, if you please. And this is not endorsing tattoos. It's not about tattoos. It's about a way of remembering. They would, they would somehow write indelibly, indelibly on their hands. They would engrave the names of their loved ones on their hands so they could see Molly or they could see Charlie and they could see Jim and Jane. They could see their mother, their wife, their children's names and remember and remember them. And that's what God is saying. I have graven thee. I have carved thee. On my palms of my hands, thy walls are continually before me. You know, Jesus said, uh, well, let, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up for just a minute. I, Mother Teresa did a wonderful work. Whatever you think of, of, of her particular expression of her faith uh, and, and her background, there's no doubt that she would go out in the streets in India and she would pick up people that others would not even touch, take them and care for them even until they died and instead of letting them die alone in a gutter, letting them die alone in their own filth, she would bathe them. Her 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 nuns would help her to bathe them and and to help them. One of the things she said, she said the worst diseases of humanity, and she saw all of the devastating infirmities and diseases that there were decimating so many people in India. She said the worst diseases of humanity is to be unwanted to be unwanted and that i believe is quite a statement and such a true statement now i want you to know something god wants you today god wants you to be his child god wants you to be saved god wants you to live with him forever in the place that he has prepared for us and for you today God commits Himself by covenant to be the faithful nourisher and protector of His people. In Hebrews 13.5, Christ promises to never leave us nor forsake us. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things that ye have. For He hath said, Yes, He has, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And when Jesus said that, he said it in the emphatic sense. 
actually in a mathematical term or sense it would be to the fifth power one translator said one bible scholar said he didn't just say i will never leave you he said i i will never know never in fact to the fifth power it would be i will never know never 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 leave you. Now, when God repeats himself that many times or makes a statement that is repetitive in that sense that connotates that kind of absolute emphasis on his commitment to never, no, never. I'm going to tell you when you feel like and there are things that will hit you like a ton of bricks in life, living in a faulty body in a fallen world, like hitting you in the stomach and knocking all the air out of you and you will wonder where God is. I want you to quit wondering when you don't feel him, when you don't see him and when you don't sense him because your emotions are so raw with whatever you are facing. I want you to know he is just as close to you in that moment. In fact, I believe he's closer to you in that moment than when you have ever, ever, ever experienced his presence at the best. Why? Because of his promise. I will never see. They thought because they didn't see him moving at that particular time to help them in a particular way that he he had forsaken them and forgotten them. But he said, I won't do that. A mother, a mother may do it. Even with her inclination uh, to love, she can become so selfish that she can not fulfill that that she is created to fulfill. But I'm going to tell you, so be that nourisher and protector and provider. But friend of mine, can a mother forsake her suckling child? She might, but I will never, no, never, 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 never forsake you. I will craving you on the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. You see, you don't have to get God's attention, dear friend. You don't have to... Listen, I, I understand fervent prayer, but you don't have to pray as if God is sitting aloof in His heaven, uncaring about you. He does care for you. He Thy walls are continually before me. Amen. Praise God. You Listen, he's with you today. He's with us through this crisis today. God commits himself by covenant to be the faithful nourisher and protector of his people. El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I like Bengal, a, 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 a great scholar of scripture. It said he will never withdraw his presence nor his help. Praise God. I like that today. He will never. I want you to say it with me. No, never. Amen. Because it's always in the emphatic. God wanted us to get it today. He will never, no, never withdraw his presence or his help. You can count on God's awesome love to hold on to you. Praise God. The secret to bold faith and blessed assurance is not in the strength of your grip on God. I want to say that again. It's not in the secret to bold faith and blessed assurance 
is not in the strength of your grip on God, but rather God's grip on you. Praise God, friend of mine. God's got a grip on you. And that grip and all of that might and all of that power is released toward you and me today as His children because of His great love. El Shaddai is holding my hand. El Shaddai is holding your hand today. I've often told the story in our physical congregation. Don't know if I've I've set it up here on the website to our web congregation. But when my youngest son, uh, who is still living, my oldest son is with the Lord. My youngest son is still still living. What a wonderful guy. 47 years old. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Saw gray hair the other day and got all bent out of shape. And I said, Lord, have mercy, man. <laughs> don't worry. Just thank God you got hair. <laughs> I don't care what color it is. Anyway, God is good today. But I remember when he was about five years old and we went down to Tampa Bay and we were walking along the seawall and it was particularly windy and the and the waves were choppy and we were near a bridge where the water was very deep and he wanted to look down in the water and see if he could see a fish or something and 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 I was holding his hand and he was uh, beginning to to walk over near the seawall where he could see over and his hand was in my hand in fact he actually had a hold of two of my fingers uh, uh holding two of my fingers that's how he wanted to walk and did you know if he slipped and fell that his grip on me would not have saved him. He could have not held on to two of my fingers with his little weak hand. No, he could not. So he was squeezing so tight he couldn't enjoy looking over because of the danger. And you know what I did? I stopped him from walking. I took and and almost pried his little fingers off of my hand, and I put my hand over his whole hand and wrist and squeezed tight enough for him to feel my strength. And when he felt his daddy's strength, and it wasn't just my strength, it wasn't just my grip and the power of it, he knew my daddy, if I should slip, if I should slip, my daddy won't let me fall. Oh, friend of mine, I don't know if you got on your shouting shoes, but I, I feel like kicking mine off right now. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And my heavenly father, my Abba father will not turn me loose. He will not leave me. He will. No, never. Say it with me out in our audience today. No, never. No. When that thought crosses your mind, when that circumstance screams, where's your God? Just say, no, never. No, never. No, never. He's right here and he's right now. Praise God. He's a right here, right now God. He's right where you are right now. I don't, I don't know if you sense him. I don't know if you see him working, but he's a right here, right now God. And that's why the Bible said, now faith is. Hallelujah. Now faith is because now God is. Hallelujah. Well, I, 
I wish we had a two-hour service today to do justice, but I believe you're getting the gist of this. Enough of this that you want to know more about God, and you see Almighty God in Scripture. Don't just think of power. Think of the person who is holding your hand. My little little boy at that time, amen, he relaxed his hand in my hand. He walked near that seawall, enjoyed every minute of looking down into those choppy waters. The fear of falling was gone because of my grip on him, not his grip on me. You know, you can get weary. You can get tired. Your faith can waver. Your grip on God can be weakened. But his grip on you can and will not. In the Old Testament, it said to ancient Israel, the prophet said, God, through the prophet said, I will fear not. Don't be afraid. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I will uphold you. I looked up that word uphold. Because sometimes we get the idea that, you know, it's our strength, we're weak, we're about to fall, and God comes along and He he supports us. He puts His arm underneath us and supports us, uphold. But this word for uphold is not that, that doesn't connotate that, it really doesn't say that. I'll tell you what it does say. It means to pick up completely. It means God's not just coming alongside to help by helping you help yourself. God is coming along to help when you are helpless to help yourself because He's going to pick you up and carry you. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, that's why He told Israel, Thou shalt be born on eagles' wings. When you, you, you can't do it, but I can and I will because I love you and I've got got the power to show that love by responding to you when you pray, by coming to you when you have a need. Friend of mine, God loves you enough to give His Son for you. Christ loves you enough that He went to the cross for you. And I want you to know today a God that loves you that much. You can put your trust in. You can lean your full weight upon Hallelujah. Because He will never, say it with me, no, never. I'm going to say it again. He will never, and I want you to respond, no, never. He will never, no, never. I can almost hear you saying it. Let's try that again. He will never, no, never leave me nor forsake me because of His unfailing love, His steadfast love. So when you see anything about His power, anything about His might, His unlimited strength, remember His person, His love, and His willingness to release that power, to sustain you, to uphold you, to heal you, to help you, to deliver you, And don't doubt when you can't feel it, you can't see it, you can't sense it. He's with you. And He's drawing even closer.
He said he would leave the 90 and 9. That means all those that are safe and secure, not in danger. And he would go after the one that is missing. And he would search until he gives up? No. It said he would search until he finds that sheep. He will not relent. His love won't let him. (laughs) Hallelujah. His love won't let him stop loving you. Seeking to find you. If you're lost without God today, God is seeking you. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Let Him release His power to transform you from the inside out. Save you. Seal you with the Holy Spirit. Repent of your sin. He knows you're a sinner. And He's still seeking you today. And today, if you're a Christian... Rest in His love. El Shaddai will not forsake you. El Shaddai will never leave you alone. Hallelujah. We love you today. Happy Mother's Day. God loves you moms and we do too.